Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. Second Chronicles chapter 4. Moreover, he made an altar of bronze, 20 cubits its length and 20 cubits its breadth and 10 cubits its height. Also, he made the sea cast round of 10 cubits from brim to brim and five cubits its height and a line of 30 cubits surrounded it. And under it was the likeness of oxen, which encompassed it 10 in a cubit surrounding the sea all around. The oxen were in two rows, cast in the same casting with it. It stood upon 12 oxen, three looking toward the north, three looking toward the west, three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. And the sea was set upon them, and all their hinder parts were inward. And its thickness was a handbreadth, and the brim of it like the work of the brim of a cup, with flowers of lilies, and it contained and held 3,000 baths. So it's about 18,000 gallons of water in one of these seas. He also made 10 lavers and put five on the right hand and five on the left to wash in them. They washed such things as they offered for the burnt offering in them, but the sea was for the priests to immerse in. And he made ten menorahs of gold according to their form and set them in the temple, five on the right hand and five on the left. He also made ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the right and five on the left. And he made a hundred basins of gold. Furthermore, he made the court of the priests and the great court and the doors of the court and overlaid their doors with bronze. And he set the sea on the right side of the sun on the right side of the east end toward the south. And Huram made the pots and the shovels and the basins. And Huram finished the work that he was to make for King Solomon for the house of God. The two pillars, the bowls and the capitals, which were on top of the two pillars and the two wreaths to cover the two bowls of the capitals, which were on the top of the pillars, and 400 pomegranates on the two networks, two rows of pomegranates on each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals, which were on the pillars. He also made bases, and he made the lavers on the bases, one sea and 12 oxen under it. The pots also, and the shovels, the flesh hooks, and all their instruments Huram made as his father had for King Solomon, for the house of Yahweh of bright bronze. The king cast them in the plain of Jordan, in the clay, in the clay ground between Sukkot and Zeradathan. Thus Solomon made all these vessels in great abundance, for the weight of the bronze could not be found out. And Solomon made all the vessels for the house of God, the golden altar also and the tables on which the showbread was set. Moreover, the menorahs with their lamps of pure gold, that they should burn after the manner before the inner sanctuary, the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold, perfect gold, 
and the snuffers, the basins, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold. And the entry of the house, its inner doors for the most holy place, and the doors of the house, the temple, were gold. Chapter 5. Thus all the work that Solomon made for the house of Yahweh was finished. And Solomon brought in the things that David his father had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and all the instruments he put among the treasures of the house of God. Then Solomon assembled in Jerusalem the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the heads of families of the children of Israel, to bring up the ark of the covenant of Yahweh from the city of David, which is Zion. Therefore, all the men of Israel assembled themselves to the king at the feast, which was in the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark, and they brought up the ark and the tent of meeting. And the priests and the Levites brought up all the holy vessels that were in the tent. Also, King Solomon and the whole congregation of Israel who were assembled to him in front of the ark sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told or numbered for multitude. And the priests brought the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh to its place, to the sanctuary of the house, into the most holy place, under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread forth their wings over the place of the Ark, and the cherubim covered the Ark and the poles, and they drew out the poles, so the ends of the poles from the ark were seen from the sanctuary, but they were not seen outside. And there it is to this day. There was nothing in the ark except the two tablets which Moses put in it in Horeb when Yahweh made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. And it was... When the priests came out of the holy place, for all the Levites that were present were sanctified. Hold on. And it was. When the priests came out of the holy place, for all, for all the priests that were present were sanctified, did not wait by divisions. Also, the Levites, who were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Himon, of Yeduthan, with their sons and their brothers, arrayed in white linen, having cymbals, psalteries, and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred twenty priests sounding with trumpets. It was as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking Yahweh. And when they lifted up their voice with the with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised Yahweh saying, for he is good for his loving kindness endures forever. That the house was filled with a cloud, the house of Yahweh. So the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of Yahweh had filled the house of God. Chapter six. Then Solomon said, Yahweh had said that he would dwell in the thick darkness, but I have built a house of habitation for you and a place for your dwelling forever. And the king turned his face and blessed the whole congregation of Israel, and the entire congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be Yahweh God of Israel, who has with his hands fulfilled 
what he spoke with his mouth to my father David, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name would be there. Neither did I choose any man to be a ruler over my people Israel, but I have chosen Jerusalem, so my name would be there, and I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of Yahweh, God of Israel. But Yahweh said to my father, For as much as it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well in that it was in your heart. But you will not build the house, but your son who will come after you, who will come from your loins, he will build the house for my name. Yahweh therefore has performed his word that he has spoken, for I have risen up in the place of David my father, and I am on the throne of Israel, as Yahweh promised, and have built the house for the name of Yahweh, God of Israel. And in it I have put the ark, in which is the covenant of Yahweh that he made with the children of Israel. And he stood before the altar of Yahweh in the presence of the entire congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands. For Solomon had made a bronze laver of five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits height and had set it in the middle of the court and he stood on it then knelt down on his knees before the whole congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven and said Yahweh God of Israel there is no God like you in the heavens or on the earth who keeps covenant and shows loving kindness to your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. You who has kept with your servant, David, my father, that which you have promised him and spoken with your mouth and have fulfilled it with your hand as it is this day. Now, therefore, Yahweh, God of Israel, keep with your servant, David, my father, that which you've promised him saying, you will not fail to have a man in my sight to sit upon the throne of Israel. If your children will only take heed to their way to walk in my Torah as you have walked before me. Now then, Yahweh, God of Israel, let your word be verified, which you've spoken to your servant David. But will God truly live with men on earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this house which I have built. Have respect, therefore, to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication, Yahweh, my God, to hearken to the cry and the prayer which your servant prays before you. So your eyes will be open upon this house day and night, upon the place where you've said that you would put your name to hearken to the prayer which your servant prays toward this place. Listen, therefore, to the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel, which they will make toward this place. Listen from your dwelling place, from the heavens. And when you hear, forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor and an oath is laid upon him to make him swear and the oath comes before your altar in this house, then hear from heaven and do and judge your servants by repaying the wicked by paying back his way upon his own head, and by justifying the righteous, by giving to him according to his acts of loving kindness. And if your people Israel are struck before the enemy because they've sinned against you, 
and will return and confess your name and pray and make supplication before you in this house. Then hear from the heavens and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land which you gave to them and to their fathers. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, if they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants and of your people Israel when you have taught them the good way. We're in chapter 6, verse 27. You've taught them the good way wherein they should walk. Then send rain upon your land, which you have given to your people for an inheritance. If there is a famine in the land, if there is pestilence, if there is crop damage, mildew, locusts, or caterpillars, if their enemies besiege them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there is, then what prayer or what supplication is made by any man of all your people Israel, when everyone will know his own sore and his own grief and will spread forth his hand in this house, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and forgive and render to each man according to all his ways, whose heart you know, for only you know the hearts of the children of men, so they will revere you to walk in your ways so long as they're in the land which you gave to our fathers. Moreover, concerning the foreigner, who is not of your people, Israel, but has come from a far country for your great name's sake and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm. If they come and pray in this house, then hear from the heavens, from your dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calls to you for. So all people of the earth will know your name and revere you, as does your people Israel, and to know that this house which I have built is called by your name. If your people go out to war against their enemies by the way that you will send them, and they pray to you toward this city which you have chosen and the house which I've built for your name, then hear their prayer and their supplication from the heavens and maintain their cause. If they sin against you, for there is no man who does not sin, and you are angry with them and deliver them over to their enemies and they carry them away, captive to a land far off or near yet if they themselves think in the land where they are carried captive and turn and pray to you in the land of their captivity saying we have sinned we have done amiss and have dealt wickedly if they return to you with all their heart and with all their inner being in the land of their captivity where they have carried them captive and pray toward their land which you gave to their fathers and toward the city, which you have chosen and toward the house, which I've built for your name, then hear their prayer and their supplications from the heavens, from your dwelling place and maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, my God, I beseech you, let your eyes be open and your ears be attentive to the prayer in this place. Now, therefore, arise, Yahweh, God, into your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let the priests, Yahweh, God, be clothed with salvation. Let your holy ones rejoice 
in goodness. Yahweh God, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember the loving kindnesses of your servant David. Chapter 7. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of Yahweh filled the house. And the priests could not enter the house of Yahweh because the glory of Yahweh had filled Yahweh's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and saw the glory of Yahweh upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised Yahweh, saying, For he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before Yahweh, and King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests stood in relation to their offices, and the Levites had in their hands instruments of music of Yahweh, which David the king had made to praise Yahweh, because his loving kindness endures forever with the praise of David. And the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon sanctified the middle of the court that was in front of the house of Yahweh, for there he burnt he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings because the bronze altar, which Solomon had made, was not able to contain the burnt offerings and the meal offerings and the fat. Also, at the same time, Solomon and all Israel with him kept the feast seven days, a very great congregation from the entrance of Hamath to the river of Egypt. And on the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. And on the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their tents, glad and merry in heart for the goodness that Yahweh had shown to David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people. Thus, Solomon finished the house of Yahweh and the king's house and successfully put into effect all that came into Solomon's heart to make the house of Yahweh and in his own house. And Yahweh appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven so there is no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land, or if I shall send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I shall hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house so my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. And as for you, if you will walk before me like David your father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded you, and will observe my statutes and my judgments, 
then I shall establish the throne of your kingdom according as I have covenanted with David your father, saying, There will not fail of you a man to be ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and commandments, which I've set before you, and will go and serve other gods and worship them, then I shall pluck them up by the roots out of my land, which I have given them. And this house, which I have sanctified for my name, I shall cast out of my sight and will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And this house, which has been so high, will be an astonishment to everyone that passes by it, so that he will say, why has Yahweh done this to this land and to this house? And it will be answered because they forsook Yahweh, their God, God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they laid hold of other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this evil upon them. That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you, and may his light shine upon you.